podcast that goes from room to room. Take a hyper detailed ride through to make your dreams come true. Join my family, we're really into Disney. Ride through, ride through, Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Ride Through Pavilion podcast. This is the podcast that takes you on a detailed ride through of your favorite Disney World attractions so you can experience that magic no matter where you are. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. I'm Amy. I'm Fiona. And as always, somewhere around here is Liam. Liam's our adult son who loves going to Disney World with us. There's so much that he loves about us. Uh, he loves a lot about us, um, <laughs> but uh, also uh, that he loves about Disney World, and we are happy to express those opinions for him since he uh, cannot do so for himself on yeah. mic. Adult special needs son. Yes. What did I say? Just, Just an, an adult, adult son. He's an adult son that loves us. That's all you all need to know. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. Uh, I was yeah. waiting for you to say it later. <laughs> well, uh, so if, uh, anyway, I just told you what the podcast is about. So we are going to be doing a uh, very exciting ride through this week. And uh, Fiona, why don't you tell the folks the attraction we're going to be doing a ride through of this week? Star Tours? The adventure continues. (laughs) Star Tours, the adventure. The adventure continues. Drum Mm -hmm. roll. You know what, though? Is it the adventure continues or the adventures continue? I think it's the adventure continues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I copied this off of their website. So, Uh, but listen. You uh, copied what? I copied this title. What now? I copied this entire this podcast word for word off of their website. <laughs> anyway, before we get started, as always, we have a little bit of business to take care of. We need to give a shout out to our sponsor. And this week's episode is brought to you by Disney World Dad Shirts. If you want to send a message that you're grumpy, you're paying for the whole trip, or you just don't want to be there, say it with a shirt that looks like it's been through the wash a hundred times already, even though it's brand new. Disney World Dad Shirts. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Disney World Dad Shirts. Um, yeah. We really do appreciate your support, uh, even though I don't <laughs> buy your shirts. I'll tell you what, though, guys. We Liam and I went to Disney World two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm usually just not a fan of the shirts that are like the whole thing is taken up by a big graphic, and you know, it's usually like looks like it does. It looks like it's just worn out. Right. Yep. Um, so I usually skip those. I I go in there every. I go into the the clothiers, uh, the the clothing stores, <laughs> looking for um, you know, for something. I'm hopeful, but uh, but cautious, uh, cautiously optimistic there about whether or not I'm going to be finding a shirt. And typically, I don't. Uh, and then I'll go over to Uniqlo and buy like three really amazing shirts. But in the parks this time, I found a really great shirt, mm-hmm. and it was this kind of orangey rust color shirt with all these different Mickey Mouse heads all over it. It was really cool. So. Uh, I was very excited to find that. And it's not a dad shirt at all. No, listen, nothing wrong with dad shirts. We're just poking fun. But um, for me, yep, not interested. But I love this shirt. (laughs) Gosh, I sound like a snob. (laughs) Anyway, um, so um, 
yeah, let's see. We did the sponsor shout out, and then let's see what else. What else? Oh yeah, something new. This is going to be fun. <laughs> We've got a brand new game to play. But I'll tell you what. Before we do that, let me say this: is that um, we like to encourage everybody to call this phone number we set up to let us know their magical moments that they've experienced uh, with with Disney. There's a few, there's no shortage of groups out there of people that are. You know, they're thankful, but also we get used to like going, uh, those of us that frequent the parks, and then we get a little complainy pants sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we like to be thankful, and we like to just, in general, bring out the uplifting stories that are out there. Since it's a Disney podcast, well, why don't we throw out uplifting Disney stories? Uh, So there is... Yeah, exactly. The magic. Because that's why we go. Uh, So we do have a phone number set up. Fiona, give the folks that phone number real quick. Oh, that phone number? Yeah, that phone number. Oh, okay. Well, it's not your phone number. No, I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> 678-653-2020. Again, that is 678-653-2020. Allow six to eight weeks for delivery. Yes. Um, and But I did want to tell a really quick story. Like I said, Liam and I were just, we went on our father-son trip, which we were very excited about. And um, so with Liam in a wheelchair... We have to, you know, we, we, we have to wait for the bus. And um, I know it feels like everyone in a wheelchair always gets to go on the bus because they're going on first. But what happens is if the bus fills up first, it, let's just say that it's like at All-Stars and, and it's, uh, it's making multiple stops at multiple resorts, that bus, if that bus fills up, then um, the bus driver is not allowed to ask people to move if the bus is full already. Right. Uh, for, when I say move, I mean, they, they're not allowed to ask them to move so they can flip up the seats and create a space for a wheelchair. Right. So what happened was Liam and I, uh, we got there and uh, we had just arrived at All Star Sports. We were on our way to Hollywood Studios and we were out there in the blazing hot sun waiting for the bus. And it, because it was the middle of the afternoon, we, there weren't a lot of buses coming. Right. And, and I looked down though and I, and I looked at Liam's backpack and I realized I left his sippy in the car before we parked yeah. and that is a no, nightmare no, no. there's just i'm not gonna go half a day even without his sippy of course he needs something to drink but he won't just drink from a cup from the park we have to this have to have these very special sippies so i book it back i mean i was waiting already 30 minutes and then i realized uh-oh no, no sippy. sippy. I book it back to the car with Liam. He and I are running. I'm pushing him like very fast, probably faster than I should have. We get there. I run up to the van, unlock it. I grab the sippy. I put it in his backpack. We run back. As I'm coming across, the bus pulls up and it already has people in it. Oh, there's already a queue. And then because I'm not in my little square, right? they just start letting people on. There's a woman getting on that saw me. And Liam in the square. I think she watched us run away and come back. And as she was getting on the bus, uh, she kind of looked at me and acknowledged me because I was kind of like trying to wave at the bus driver because I just didn't want to be out in the 95 degree heat for another, you know, half hour or so. Right. And, um, well, you didn't want to be in the 95 degree heat waiting for a bus. You wanted to be at a park. I wanted to be at a park in the 95 (laughs) degree heat. Anyway, so the bus driver leans out and just like, sorry, we're all full. And uh, and I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I really wasn't upset. I was more upset at myself for forgetting the sippy. Right. And the door shut. But the bus doesn't go anywhere. And the bus is sitting there. And it's sitting there. And it's sitting there. And I'm starting to wonder what's going on. 
that woman had that had acknowledged me before was in little did I know they were inside negotiating where everyone could stand and move out of the way <laughs> in order for us to get on. So which never doesn't happen. No, it doesn't never. happen because uh, we all just and, and we, we do it. In, we all just want to go. We yeah. all want to mm-hmm. go, go, go. So I'm, I'm not calling anybody out. It just doesn't happen. Right. And, um, and anyway, so the door then opens, and sure enough, then you hear those hydraulics, and you hear the peep, peep, peep of the of the bus kneeling, mm-hmm. and the ramp comes out, and the guy calls me up, and when he was letting me off, then, then everyone was just cool and just kind of like friendly and stuff, but nobody said anything, and but I knew people had to were move. sitting in these seats and had to move, so I knew right. people around me had move mm-hmm. anyway so everybody gets off and the bus driver told me he's like you know he's like i'm not allowed to ask he's all but he's like i let them i let them work it out because i didn't want to leave you out out Aww. here either Aww. so it's very very sweet it was it's very nice i know um so big thanks to everybody who did that because it was uh i know people want to get on their way yeah um, and they want to do it seated yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i do oh i know Cool. I know. I I like to sit down too. So I don't know. I yeah. just thought it was a really nice story. So if you got stories like that, give us a call. We uh, that number is six seven eight six five three two zero two zero twenty twenty. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for this game? Um, um, yeah. Okay. We'll see how many rounds we play of this. But uh, Fiona is um, kind of the inspiration for this game because she takes improv classes here in Atlanta. And uh, she just had an improv show last week. And uh, one of the games in that improv world that they play is a is a kind of a, a warming up exercise for your brain and gets you working with other people. And it's called Mind Meld. So uh, we're going to play the Disney edition of Mind Meld. And the way Mind Meld works is that two people will look at each other. They'll count down three, two, one, and then they'll both say a word. And then after that, those words are now on the table. Now they have to think for a second to see what single word they both could say at the same time that, that has to do with those two words. So it's moving closer together. Right. So, so an example would be if you said three, two, one, and somebody said bread and someone said mayonnaise, then you think what's with bread and mayonnaise what's the what's you know so but you can't communicate this you have to think in your head and then you say three two one sandwich exactly exactly so that's how mind meld is played but i thought you know and we play this a lot in the car we have for five years before i did improv class yeah that's true i know (laughs) and so i'm such a good dad and then um (laughs) so but we thought we would do disney edition so why don't we do why don't we start off with me and Fiona and let's do a round of this. So this All is right. Disney edition. So the the rules are that we have to start with a Disney related word, but it doesn't we don't have to in order to win we don't have to say the same Disney related word. We just have to say the same word. So mm-hmm. since the 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 game is inspired by a Disney related word, but from there it can go anywhere. Oh, okay. Got so it? you're not staying in the Disney realm. We may. Okay. We may. But you can go. Bonus ahead. points if we do. Ooh, bonus points. Okay. So I'm thinking. Okay. Everybody ready? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I am. Three, two, one. Mermaid. Mice. I almost thought we were going to say 
<laughs> Wait, okay. So you said what? Mice. Okay, mice. And mermaid. And mermaid. What is, what, what is the mice and mermaid have in common? Nothing. Ready? Mm-hmm. Three, Three two, one. Crab. Sidekick. Oh, crab and sidekick. Oh, okay. crab and sidekick. I need oh. you to remember. Okay, the I, name. I know. I know okay. the name I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Flounder. Oh, my God. Oh, Fiona, you're wrong. That was my fault. That was her fault. <laughs> There's uh, no wrong answers. In but it. Well, we, can, we can repeat it. We can repeat something in after we've already gone around. We can well, revisit what do something. Sebastian and Flounder have in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Sidekick. <laughs> okay. Sidekick Ready? and Ariel. No. Sidekick and Ariel. Okay. Which sidekick are they going to pick? In three, two, one. Little Mermaid. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Sebastian and Little Mermaid. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Flounder. Flounder. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) All right. So that's how Mind Meld Disney Edition is played. Let's do one between Fiona and Amy. All right. You guys have your words? Mm Mm-mm. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Beast. Pluto. Oh, beast. Pluto and the beast. Pluto and beast. Between Got it. Pluto and beast. Amy, get your word. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Three, two, one. Goofy. Dog. Ooh. Between dog and goofy. Between dog and goofy. Okay. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Pluto. Pete. Oh. <laughs> That was a good one. Between a good oh, one. but between Pete and Pluto. Pluto, between Pete and Pluto. Okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Between Pete and Pluto. Okay, three, two, one. Mickey. Goofy. Oh, dang it. oh, between Mickey and Goofy. Oh, between Mickey okay. and Goofy. Between yeah. Mickey yeah. and Goofy. Here we go. Three, two, one. Donald. Donald. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're, Wait, that one. <laughs> Donald and Pluto. Between Donald and Pluto. Okay. Got Between Donald and Pluto. Okay. Here oh, we Lord. go. Th- you got your words? <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Mickey, Mickey Mouse. All right. Good. good job. We win. All right. One quick round between uh, me and Amy. Okay. Uh, okay. I got mine. Ready for the countdown, Fiona? Three, two, one. Tears. Turkey leg. Ooh. Uh, tear, what? Ears. Oh, I think, she said, I think she said tears. I was like, I'm crying tears by the time I've torn to a whole turkey leg, though. Like salty, smoky tears running down my face. Ears and turkey legs. Between mm. ears. That bacon thing is so much better than the Oh, it is, legs. yeah. Uh-huh. If you want Ooh. the smoked meats, go Ooh, for no, that. No, no, no. I can't. Oof. I can't do the turkey leg. Okay. God. okay. No, it's am bacon. I know. Okay. Uh, so between ears. ears and turkey leg <laughs> between ears and turkey leg oh okay i i, I sound confident i just yeah, you have do. my word okay ready three two one dole snacks. whip oh, oh snacks and dole whip between snacks and dole whip okay ready yeah three two one Churro. ice cream Oh, so close. Between churro and ice cream. Oh, here we go. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh. Wait. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Ice cream sandwich. I was gonna say ice cream sandwich. Between ice cream sandwich and milkshake. And milkshake. Okay. Oh. Three, two, one. Cookies Cookies and cream. cream. Really? Seriously? (laughs) She just says cream weird. (laughs) Cream. Nice. We did it. Hey, and I wish I had a. Now uh, we have a recording of her saying cream. Cream. We can play it back to you. Well, I wish I had a theme for that. We may have to dig one up. Okay, so that's how Mind Meld Disney Edition is played. So, uh, hey, so those enjoy car- that. Those of you that that drive have to do those hours long drive to uh, Disney World. There you or go. There's a fun else? game to play. It is a fun game to play. You could also be listening to the Ride Through Pavilion. That's true. Play along ride with us. Ride Through Pavilion. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm going to do over on that. No. All right. Hey, we got one last thing to do. Let's head on over to Hollywood Studios. We'll leave the pavilion, but on our way out, we need to go by the ride-through pavilion refreshment refreshment port. There's a kiosk of the port. I like Uh, port. What we like to do is, uh, in honor of the ride that we're about to jump on, which we are about to jump on in just one minute, uh, we like to create cocktails for the adults and a mocktail for the kids or for those uh, that don't drink uh, alcohol. And uh, we like to come up with a drink in honor of that ride. So this week, since it is Star Tours, the adventure continues. Uh, We have some Star Wars-themed cocktails and mocktails. So we're going to start off with the cocktail, which is I have to do a... I have to do a, a... an impression of a Star Wars creature in order for this to really work. But uh, this, so I want y'all to be thinking about Jawas right now as I do this. Okay. okay. Because they're famous for saying, Utini! Utini! So what we've done is we've created the Uzotini! The Uzotini! Uh, which is a Uzo-based uh, cocktail. And this is a kind of a, um, it's, Kind of refreshing, in my opinion. So basically, ouzo is that Greek liqueur that that is made from um, anise fennel. seeds and from fennel, right? And boy, is it licorice-y, and I think it's delicious. And so, what we have in this cocktail is we have uh, muddled some limes and mint. some mint together, and then we've put in vodka, ouzo, and peach schnapps. And we've shaken that in a shaker, poured it out. And I will tell you, the main taste of this is the ouzo. Looks like there's grass floating in their cup. There is. Well, that's the muddled mint. But let me tell you guys something. <laughs> I love a good, like a black jelly bean anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I love that fennel flavor. So I don't. This is right up my alley. This could be double schnapps for me. I'd be good. <laughs> you would just be going with the, the peach schnapps. <laughs> double down. <laughs> All right, uh, Fiona. What is yours? Um, mine is the blue milk latte. It's um got coffee in it <laughs> and steamed milk, but you can also foam your milk. And also, I dyed the milk blue. Um, but which her lips and teeth and tongue no. are also blue right now. Really? Yeah. Oh no. I got places to be. <laughs> oh. Now she's checking on her phone. Okay, well, it's 7 o'clock, so I actually used hot cocoa instead. It's 7 o'clock somewhere. So it, it looks fun, actually. That would be a really nice May the 4th uh, 
drink drink for sure and it fiona has a her latte machine and she has her whole coffee making down to a science so no doubt it's delicious despite the fact that it well it tastes a little like food coloring but does it really how much did you, did you put in there i wanted it to show because you said we gotta get a picture of that one. Oh, that's but- right i remember <laughs> saying that now <laughs> but you didn't get a picture of it <laughs> we can take a picture of your tongue and remember how blue it was that's a really good. Oh, that's damn. a really <laughs> mom burn. You've been mommed. Hmm. All right, hey Amy, where can people find uh, delicious uh, recipes and other related things? And listen, I tell you what, I love May the Fourth. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, You're I'm good a big at it. May the Fourth. You're good at person, it, person, and I I do all the some some years you hit us with. A themed meal every, every for breakfast, meal. lunch, and dinner. Yeah, someday, some May Fourths, I'm on no, it. We were so, a little busy this May. 4th. We were a little busy this May Fourth, but you can go on Pinterest and look up any of those. Get ready because I mean, you could prepare for an entire year for May the Fourth. So you're not just doing this time around. You're not just doing like the attract. Well, tell them how what you do. On so Pinterest. so Pinterest on our Pinterest page, which is at Ride Through Pavilion by the way, um, is, is each page is ride. So it's episode centered around whatever episode that we have done. And it has history. It has pens. It has ears. It has DIYs, recipes, if I find relevant recipes. So those are all different categories within each one of the pages. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, man, I want to throw my kid a Peter Pan party. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha you on that. Yeah. Because we've recorded a Peter Pan episode. Right. So. So we build out pages that have, that are related to the, uh, the rides that we've done. Yep. And this will be no different this week. So check that out for sure. Um, also, if you, uh, we wanted to give a quick reminder, if you guys uh, want to and would like to, and in fact, we're asking you to, uh, give us a rating in your podcast app. And yes. heck, you could even go to the next step and actually give us a review. Be sure would appreciate that. Yep. You guys, are you ready for this? Are, are you, you ready for this? That was total mind melt at its finest. Man, we are in sync. You guys, without any further ado, let us go to Hollywood Studios for a hyper detailed ride through of. Star Tours, the adventure continues. Here's where you find the whole new layer of nerdiness with the Duns. We, it, it just made so much. We were a Star Wars family for a very long time. When Disney bought Star Wars, we were actually really excited about it. We Jubilant. were not worried. Jubilant. We were not worried at all. We felt like they could really care for the story. And I believe, in my opinion, that they have. Do you believe in your heart that they have? I believe in my heart. I wake up every day and I have five minutes of meditation. And what <laughs> I what I mostly concentrate on is, um, is, is whether Disney or not has done a good job <laughs> caring for the Star Wars universe. And uh, I walk away thinking, yes, yes they have. Huzzah. <laughs> um, well, I had a bag <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> and it was really not sad awesome. because the last time we went to Disney... My Star Wars bag, um, I, you know. (laughs) Just give us a short story. What happened to the... 
bag. I got soy sauce spilled in it. <laughs> like, well, how do you do that? And you tried to get, you tried to like carry I around air every- fresheners. Oh my gosh. It was disgusting. Okay. Her mints tasted like pine trees. It was awful. Okay. Hey, Amy, why don't we get back on track? Okay. I feel like our bus on the way over to Hollywood Studios just got lost, but we're back on track. Here we are. Amy, as usual, please give us the official Disney description. Make a jump into hyperspace on a thrilling 3D space flight to legendary destinations from the Star Wars saga. Board your Star Speeder 1000 and prepare for takeoff. When a series of mishaps unwittingly causes your starship to launch too soon, Protocol Droid C-3PO takes the controls. Excellent. And, and uh, may I add, hilarity ensues. Yes. Boy, we burned through that music. Uh, <laughs> oh, we get to listen to it again. Uh, quickly, the stats on this are it is uh, located in Echo Lake in... Hollywood Studios. The opening date was May twentieth, two thousand eleven. Of course, this pr- this was preceded by just regular old Star Tours, which opened much earlier. And then uh, the attraction type is a three D motion simulator. The vehicle type is the Starship One Thousand Motion Simulator. And there are forty riders per vehicle. The duration of the hmm. attraction is four minutes and th- four minutes and thirty seconds and there is a height restriction 40 inches or for those of you that are outside of the united states and guam or whatever the other one single country is uh it's 102 centimeters fiona give us people are on the metric system do you know how many do you know how many centimeters you are no i don't either I couldn't I'm tell you. Four. I'm over. I'm over 102 centimeters. I don't know. Shh, All right, flex, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the accessibility information is: you must transfer to a standard wheelchair and then to a ride vehicle. Nice. And um, audio description and handheld captioning are available. And due to the nature of the experience, service animals are not permitted on this attraction. There you go. This is fun. This is fun. I think this is the music they played during the uh, the travel advertisements for the different planets. They should put this on Dancing with the Stars. So <laughs> it always comes back to Dancing with the Stars or World of Dance. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys. Uh, there. Let me just say from the beginning, we have a, um, a companion episode that we do for every single one of our ride throughs. This week will be no different. Next week we will have the um, the companion episode. What I will tell you is there is so much detail and so much information uh, uh, and easter eggs in this ride we're going to blow past all that stuff and we really are just going to be talking about the attraction as if you were just kind of burning through the line and, and getting on for the first few times and the next week we will go deep 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 into all the, the backstory the history the backstory and then all the secrets both uh, past and present so, as we approach this building, we we, um, we are looking then at the Star Tours show building, and what we see um, as you approach it, you you to the left, you see the stage for the Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. That's where the the little ones, the little Padawans, uh, do their training with their lightsabers and with Darth Vader and or, or Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Fiona has done it once. In fact, she, I think you got in right under the wire, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I did. She was still very scared to get it right, though. <laughs> well, I'm a rule follower. Yeah. It's true. I started stressing out because they teach the lesson too quick. Yeah. Okay. And then Darth Vader came by and he's like, well, 
Come fight me. Come Come fight fight me. me. (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) And then uh, to the very far right of the show building, you do see more of a Tatooine kind of vibe going on there uh, with with the Tatooine traders, and that is the exit through the gift shop. But right there in the middle, what you have is you have this um, indoor village. Um, mm-hmm. So, so as you're approaching, you do see the the sign at the. In fact, the and sign that's is the banner. N D O R, not I N D O O R. Indoor. Why do I have indoor? No, but oh. it just sounds the same. Oh yeah, indoor. Endor. And um, the the signage for this is a big banner that's hanging from the top of the the building. Now, I gotta say that this. Um, when, when you're when you're thinking about the indoor village, and then there's a big at at there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then behind there is this building that is now gray and it has the banner. It still feels very much like old school Hollywood studios mm-hmm. to me because the back of the, the back of the at, at the, 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 the tree trunks that you see are really just the tree trunks. You don't see the tops of the trees. Right. Uh, it's well, still, it's very much like a set rather yes. than like an immersive well, experience. Is. Cause if you go, into if you've ever had to wait outside of the ride and go into that indoor set yeah there's like lighting like behind the trees there's like a it's not even a full tree it's, it's hollow yeah it's there and there's like lighting there's no back stuff. end there's no back side there's no yeah, back side to <laughs> the um to, to any of those props so very much no. still in that, that and if you just look the big square chunky building is just old school hollywood right. studios for sure Sometimes um, the adats shoot at you. Yeah, yeah. You'll often hear those things firing off, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, scary. <laughs> if you think it's real. It frightens me. Uh, and then it, when you enter in, then um, you find yourself entering into um, a hangar. Now, a quick pause. If you're uh, in a wheelchair or a scooter, you're going to go to the left. Or if you need like special accommodations for boarding, you will go to to the left and up a ramp and we'll talk about where that ramp goes here in a minute but stay to the right everyone else stays to the right and then you enter into a hangar and you guys we can just start dropping all of these things that we can remember about this room but it is mm-hmm. very star wars feeling it is very much those kind of uh those grates with the with the very industrial yeah with the red feeling. lights yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but still very star warsy feeling uh, but inside of this hangar, you look up uh, directly in front of you up to the top, and you do see these Calamarinian, hmm. uh, like a- Admiral Akbar, right? You see you see those guys up in the control tower. Oh, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as you're switching back, you see the video wall. Uh, the, all the different destinations. Yeah. And it's all written in Arabesh, which is the Star Wars language. Yeah. Yeah, there's no no English mm-hmm. except for the... The important like safety signs right um yeah so there's like a you know like at the airport where it's like where's your gate mm-hmm. and it, there's like screens it's like if you're flying with delta this is a gate you're gonna go towards you know? oh yeah so the, yes the, so the screen comes up like that they have well. all the departing flights listed yep and i think the most uh the thing that is the most obvious and the most attention getting in this in here is that there is uh C-3PO and R2-D2 working on a, on a Star Speeder 1000. Yep. This is very cool. I love this. This is... 
And this is the part of the line that really you kind of walk through. It's you oh, yeah, hardly it ever have to wait yeah. in there, so it's kind of a bummer because yeah. you don't you get really to spend time looking at it. Yeah, because there's little like little bits that they do. There's dialogue, and let me just say, I can remember back in when this ride first opened in Disneyland and walking into that room. Yeah. There was zero other. That was the first time, the very first time, that I had seen. A full life size C three PO or R two D two or any any Star any Wars, Star Wars figure because they just didn't exist. Now yeah. you know. Now we get to see like the March of the First Order. We get to see like that stage show in well, the middle. There's, there's um, the meet and greet photo opportunities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this was spectacular to be able to see that, and um, yeah, I still definitely have a nostalgic uh, sweet spot in my heart for that. In my heart. In my heart. It's in my heart. <laughs> uh, let me just a tell lot, you what's in my heart. A lot of love heart. in his heart for it's Star in my Wars. Heart. <laughs> it's really been looking in my heart. How's Disney been handling the <laughs> Star Wars story? <laughs> I carry it in my heart. Um, uh, so then you turn a few corners. It's some switchbacks and some... You leave that room and go through some corridors. And then you're in the luggage, cargo baggage screening area. Yeah. This is fun. This is yeah. really fun. And it's kind of like a catwalk. Are we uh, wanting up like a suspended catwalk like over ramp kind of? Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Now, are we saving the droid story for our companion episode? The story part, yes, but we can. Well, forget it. <laughs> Join in in our companion episode right. next week, where we cover the history of the little droids in the room. That's right. Yep. Now, what we can say is that we do see immediately when we get in there, uh, we do see uh, those RX series pilot series pilot droids. Those are the RX series pilot droids that were from the, first. the previous incarnation, mm-hmm. uh, and we see those kind of like in storage, kind of being packed away, maybe even shipped somewhere. We also see the astromech droids, and they're mostly R two units uh, as well, but all different colors. Really, really, really fun to look at mm-hmm. uh and then you have you have the really fun security droid uh g29t uh which is he is screening the baggage right and They're, he's terrible at it and yeah. are we gonna say who he's voiced by or are we waiting for we can say no we can say one. who he's voiced by i don't know his real name paul, just, paul rubens peewee herman Pee-wee that's herman all himself. I know. Yeah. Now there's a special connection to this ride already with Paul Rubens, which we'll talk about in our companion in our episode. Companion episode. Companion episode. Uh, and uh, it's really fun, and you see this the baggage kind of in the X-ray machine behind him. Um, he's too busy talking to us, the passersby. He's adorable. He is really cute, and there are a lot of Easter eggs in that luggage, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about next week. Uh, and then as we're going back up to... So you're switching back around in this room. Yeah. You're still in the same room. But you see um, a passenger screening. And so there's there's a camera on you, kind of like in Space Mountain. Used to be in Space Mountain. Is still in Space I don't think yeah. there... That one where you see like the... Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's still there. So, um, but it's it's pictures of us walking up the ramp yeah that's and, right and um there's a passenger screening droid up there yeah voiced by patrick warburton and his official type is gt40 yeah 
and he's fun. He's also talking to everybody, but he's he's much more serious. Yeah, he's very he's serious, well, but in that kind of over the top rule enforcer it's his way. Kingdom. Yeah, so that's fun. That's really fun. They do a really good job. Uh, and then there's a there's some kind of fun little music playing, um, which I missed the previous music, which was very much like Captain EO, kind of that real just those right. Matt man. We can really hear Liam today. Yeah, he is. Uh, is that door open? Hey, yeah. now speaking of Liam, let's hear from Liam. <laughs> Thank you, son. Uh, so what we were talking about earlier was when you go up to the left of when you're first entering the show building, you go up to the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go straight up this ramp, and then you cut over. When you cut over, you are actually looking down. To the right, you can see the hangar bay through a window. There's really not a ton you can see, but, you know, they kind of give you a glimpse into that. Mm-hmm. And then to the left, it's actually open. You're looking over these passenger screening in the baggage mm-hmm. screening area. And then you go... But only people who need the accessible line will see any of this because... It right at where the standby line, the fast pass line, and the accessible line kind of diverge. The accessible line goes into this special hangar. And so the fast pass line is kind of just with, it winds with the standby line. Mm-hmm. This is a completely separate yeah. queue. And when you say hangar, you're being generous. <laughs> it's a dark room with a poster. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so more about that procedure in a second. But um, if you are just in the standby line, then you kind of come around the corner and then you're at the gates area. And when you're when you're looking there straight ahead, you do see the signs that indicate that the gates D, E, and F are to the left. And then we see that um, A, B, C are to the right. And this is where they ask you how many is in your party. They give you the glasses, mm-hmm. and then you head on over to the gate that they tell you, and then they have you get in a specific row. Uh, there now we're standing in front of six, I believe, five five, five red doors mm-hmm. at the gate, and then there's monitors above. Uh, and in those monitors, we see some kind of fun little sequences mm-hmm. with with basically what appear to be. Um, like maintenance droids right. working on it, uh, the Star Speeder 1000. But we do see our vehicle, the Star Speeder 1000, docked mm-hmm. and being worked on. Uh, in fact, as part of that story, as part of that story, uh, we do see a little bit of video where C3PO is kind of running his system checks, and he goes into our speeder, and he um, he has a conversation with the captain. So. We do have an audio clip of that, so let's listen to that. Oh, excuse me, Captain. you? Systems analyst. It's about time. Why are you going to and then we see that shield go up so basically he goes in there and he's you know says i need to check something out there's a, there's a kind of a funny gag because it's a very buff and very <laughs> built robust um droid but then when he gets down off of his pilot's chair it it goes way down and it turns out he's 
significantly shorter than C-3PO, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Uh, and then uh, he leaves. And then that's when we get our boarding announcement. And that's when the droid appears on the screen to give us that boarding announcement, the safety announcement. Um, and yeah. this is why, well, the person speaking is Ali Sansan. Sansan. Please pay attention to the following safety information. When the automatic doors have opened, please proceed directly across the ramp into the cabin. Continue to move all the way across your aisle. Fill in every available seat. Galactic regulations require that all carry-on items are safely stowed beneath your seat to fasten your restraints. Use the yellow strap to pull the belt out out from the right side of the seat and snap the belt into the buckle on your left. For your safety, remain seated throughout your flight. When your restraints securely fastened, and please watch your children. And, and then she glitches, and then there's Spanish. And, and that then she is a glitches fun again. gag. You yep. see her kind of like, and then she says it in Spanish. Yep. And, and then, then she glitches back. Then do not put on your. <laughs> and then when you get into the car. Um, no, no, no. She s- says this before. She says this before? Yeah, yeah she does. Mm-hmm. Whoa, weird. It's like one of those, what do you call that, Mandela things? Yeah. Do not put on your flight glasses until instructed to do so by a crew member. One final reminder. Smoking and photography are never permitted on any Star Tours flight. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask a Star Tours agent. You'll be boarding in just a few moments. Thank you. I remember this now because I remember some kid takes a photo. Yeah. And then we have... Um, we have we hear the the doors open and I believe it says um, Star Tours Flight fourteen oh one is ready for clear departure. For, cleared ready for departure. For, cleared for departure, and that's when we start to board. And by the way, this is Star Tours fourteen oh one on its way to Coruscant. That is the flight that we are all on. We are intended to go to Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So then we walk across the ramps after those red doors open, and we. <clears throat> We grab our seat um, in the Star Speeder One Thousand. Um, the if you're in a wheelchair, you have to transfer, and so you can either do one of you can do one of two things. You can either get out of the wheelchair or the scooter and get into line, and then just walk across. That's if you just have some kind of mobility, like endurance limited challenge, mobility. limited mobility. Then you can do that. Or if you need to transfer right out of the wheelchair, what they'll do is they'll have you go to the front row, and then they will have you wait on the opposite side of the uh, pole or the railing as everyone else. They will let everyone else in row one go and then the rest of your party will go, and then the person in the wheelchair will come back at the very end. That means that you're going to be sitting on the very, when there's you're looking. There's a transfer seat. There's a transfer seat where the armrest comes mm-hmm. up. So if you're looking at the screen, you're in the front row, you are the far left, mm-hmm. and you can just slide right out of the wheelchair into mm-hmm. the seat. The armrest comes down, and you buckle up like everybody else. And then they will take your wheelchair, and back they will to the they will back it up. Area. Yep. Exactly. And then you can expect when the ride is over, when those doors open, everyone else is exiting, a cast member will bring your wheelchair down to you. Mm-hmm. And you get in and then you leave. But we're not ready to do that because we're just now taking off. So when you're inside, everyone's loading up. I, I do think that there's some kind of cabin noise going on in there, mm-hmm. like a cabin hum kind of thing mm-hmm. happening there. Um, there's, um, It's fun. The lights, the lighting in there actually look like those... Um, the, the the air vents that you would see in a in a regular 
like real life airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. When you sit down, you're, you're looking at, um, you don't know it's a cockpit in front of you. You just see a star tours, uh, kind of, um, like a, a garage door, rolling yeah. door yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then there is a monitor to the right. So they go through the whole safety check, you know, you're tugging on the, the, the yellow straps and, um, they tell you then you can put on your safety glasses now and then they they shut the door the cast member leaves and then that's when we begin to hear c-3po and we actually do have uh this is our takeoff sequence so so here's what we need to tell you about what actually happens when you are on this attraction there are a, a series of randomized um events and scenes that take place that uh, that means that you will not experience you will it'll be rare if you experience the same ride the same series of scenes twice. uh twice in, in a, a row, row. <laughs> it's definitely That's rare yeah. to do it twice in, in a, a row. row i've actually done it a few times twice in a row but yeah it's like, like so if you got off again or just yeah, yeah. if you got off and got back on no, if you got off the ride and then came back around and got back on, it's pretty rare that you would have the same exact sequence oh, of things. Okay. And here's why. Because there are 18 random segments of the film. There are four opening segments. There are four primary destination segments. There are six hologram message segments. And there are four ending destination segments. So when they're combined, they actually allow for 384 different possible ride experiences. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, which if you go on this regularly, is very easy right. then to yeah. experience the same for sure tour. So here's what here's what we experience uh, after the cast member leaves. Here's what we hear. Star Tours fourteen oh one, you are cleared for departure. Fourteen oh one, that's us. We can't take off. The captain isn't on board. Our takeoff sequence initiated. No, no. Uh, excuse me, you don't seem to understand. I am not the captain. I am C three PO. Fourteen oh one, cleared for takeoff. Contact departure on frequency fourteen nine. Wait, wait. So, and then at that point, we are off to our first uh, takeoff mm-hmm. scene. So we're in a hangar. Because what happens is when they're talking, then that garage door that Amy was talking about, that that shield or whatever, comes rolls. up. We see a physical uh, animatronic. Rolls down, actually. Rolls down. Mm-hmm. We see an, a physical animatronic of C-3PO in a pilot's seat. And then we see in front of him the front window of the, of the Star Speeder 1000, which is actually a screen that is projecting 3D video. And so we do find ourselves in the hangar, of uh, the Star Tours hangar ready for takeoff. Now, there are four possible things that can happen at this point, and uh, we'll try to go through these quickly. But you, as you're sitting there starting to take off, you will hear uh, Darth Vader's song come on, and you will see Darth Vader on a floating platform come around the corner with Imperial Stormtroopers and Actually, I jump. Think he tr- drops from the sky. No. Does he? I thought he came he around from the back. From- Does he? Mm-hmm. I think he comes. Oh. He comes from the side. All right. All right. And, uh, and so then, and sometimes in a random variant, we do see Boba Fett 
with him as well but he's uh, but he's definitely always with stormtroopers and jumper troopers and then they come right up to the front of the star speeder 1000 and he uses a force grip to keep the star speeder 1000 from escaping and he he says halt we we know that you have this spy on board now that monitor that i said is to the right of the cockpit uh that will typically be showing r2d2 a video of r2d2 but they will then show a picture of a person who is currently on the ride, and that, uh, and then they'll they will be identified as the spy. Right. So now that person is the spy, and uh, Darth Vader is not letting us go, and we're feeling the simulator kind of pull back, but not really able to get away. And then finally, the, these uh, cannons, uh, these laser cannons, uh, come down, and we actually shoot some laser. Uh, bolts at Darth Vader. He pulls out his uh, his lightsaber to deflect them, and we're able to uh, zoom backwards and escape, and then get out into um, uh, out into space. Uh, and then the Star Speeder then makes a jump into light speed. Right. The second variation of that is that is an Imperial droid attaches to the windshield and detects the presence of a Rebel spy. So it kind of scans the cabin. With a red light, like laser light thing. Um, at the same moment, Han Folo. Han Fomo. Han, Han Solo facing detention by the Empire. He runs up the gangplank of the uh, Millennium Falcon, which is parked right out in front of you. And it, you know, we shake the droid. Yeah, because the droid is kind of like suction cupped, suction cupped on. on there and saying, give us that spy. Right, and so the Millennium Falcon goes out ahead of us. We come right behind it, and some TIE fighters come in for the attack. Millennium Falcon takes care of a few of them. We shoot one. We shoot one of the, uh, what is that big thing called? A Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer, and cause some significant damage. Yeah, we do. I love that. Yep. Um, And then we jump to light speed. Yep. Even though C-3PO is like, no. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Fiona, what about the uh, the other two recent segments? Well, segment one is repeated with uh, the first or- order stormtroopers and Kylo Ren comes by. So yep. instead of Darth Vader. And then segment two is repeated with the first order probe droid and Rey in Han Solo's place instead of the f- against the first order. Oh, okay. Instead of instead of Han running from mm-hmm. running up to the, the Empire. Falcon, it's Rey running. And that's when you take off. With yep. yeah, the the Millennium Falcon, and everything else is the same. So yep. then we go into light speed, and everyone yells. And even though I know it's not that thrilling, it's still so fun. And I yell at the same time mm-hmm. as everyone else. And then we we come to our first destination. Now there are variants of this first destination. In fact, you can end up landing uh, in in one of four places. So so the first one is where we almost crash land on Hoth. Now this is the ice planet of Hoth, and we're in the battle between the Empire and the the Rebel snow speeders and the Imperial Adats. And after entering into that combat zone. Uh, we ourselves do get hit, right. and we begin to crash land. Now, that's after flying through the legs of 
of at ats and having one almost fall forward on us and, and then step on us yeah and yeah exactly and then we slide we hit the ground and we go right to the edge of a canyon very reminiscent of mission space mission space <laughs> don't and, move a muscle yeah and then then c3po says i changed my mind as the as the cabin tilts forward and kind of looks down into a cavern he says i changed my mind lean back lean back and then we find we, we fly down and he's r2 do something and then finally we regain engines or whatever and then we Come go up, up into the atmosphere and so the second place is um tatooine where you are entered into a pod race yep um there's a lot of things that go on in the pod race just like a lot of things go in the pod race in the uh <laughs> prequel movies this pod race goes on just the right amount of time <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does so you you race against all of the different pod racer pilots which i'm going to leave jeremy to name i'm not going to name i'm just going to let you know <laughs> Sebulba is there because that's okay. important okay so it really comes down to the last two pod racers and that's you and Sebulba. mm-hmm and he tries to sabotage you by throwing things at you and throwing things into your engines. At one point, you do gain the pod racer engines from yeah, that's somebody. Right. You it do like take those flips on. off somebody else's racer and comes onto your. And did Tuscan Raiders take pot shots at us in this? I can't I remember. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of get stuck together with Sebulba, and then um, you somehow. Somehow we get up in front of him and win the race, but we almost crash into the crowd. You like are heading right toward the crowd and then you go up and find yourself in space and light speed. There you go. Well, no, not light speed. Fiona, you want to talk about the next one? Sure. Um, I want to see if you know how to pronounce this. The star speeder 1000 lands on Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. As the scout troopers riding on the uh, speeder bikes chase Chewbacca and the Wookiee warrior on the uh, ornithor- the ornithopter <laughs> through the lush forest and the Wilhelm scream is heard. Wilhelm, Wilhelm? Wilhelm. that mm-hmm. is that classic yeah, movie yeah. scream. Okay, all right, uh, you know, yeah, you I know, know, I just you know, didn't know how to pronounce it. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, Chewbacca falls off from the back of his vehicle and hits the star speeder uh, windshield and the star speeder 1000 flying through the Wookiee village on top of the lush forest trees and the flying Kashyyyk blue bird creature is flying through the villages and the then you think you're on flight of passage for a half (laughs) second like one little tiny second (laughs) and the forest or the Wookiee warrior swing the vines doing a Tarzan yell through the village is and passing through the forest tree branches and the Wookiee warrior on top of the forest tree before sliding off into space why okay it's the Tarzan come on uh, why I mean, it could have just been Wookiees on Kashyyyk, which yeah, is and they cool I mean, enough. Listen, they make the best sounds. They I mean, do. Chewbacca, everybody wants to do the Chewbacca impression. The Wookiees have an amazing language, and then they give them the Tarzan yell. Oof. Oh, give me a break. Okay. And then the fourth and last possible destination is the Star Speeder mm-hmm. 1000 arrives on Jakku. 
as it follows the Millennium Falcon with Finn aboard as it is pursued by the First Order TIE fighters over the desert landscape. And the Millennium Falcon shoots the First Order TIE fighters with its turret gunner. Now, this is really, um, this is this is something that people started to complain about, that the timeline was getting too mixed up uh, because you had your your Republic stuff, you had your... Um, your rebel like you and empire go from Darth stuff. Vader into Jakku. So what they've done, this is what I've heard that they've done. And it checks out with, with what I've seen. Um, as I've watched this is that if you have Kylo Ren coming around the corner, mm-hmm. or if you have Ray at the, at the piloting the, the, um, Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. in the hangar scene mm-hmm. that you are now, you are going to Jakku. They're okay. going to keep that that storyline that storyline together. together in there. And I remember seeing this for the first time, where the, before the movie came before out, before the movie came out, yeah, where the guns got stuck and she had to fly the ship, kind of yeah. sideways, I guess. Well, she had, yeah, she had to just down. fly it straight up and kind of stall it and then come back down and shoot. Yeah. Because the turret got stuck. That and was, I remember just being like, "Oh my god!" I know. Gosh, like, and we so didn't know amazing. it got stuck. We're just like. It was just, we like just could not wait. Yeah. Um, uh, and anyway, so it's flying through the remains of a Star Destroyer. And then, of course, we crash land in the middle of that thing. And then we a see some of the, 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 the junk traders come and peel off the Star Tours logo. And then off we go. Finally, we take off into space. R2-T2 gets us out again. Yep. R2-T2 to the rescue. Now we then, between... This and the next destination, we find ourselves in space, and then we get a we get a holographic, and we're kind of hovering in space. Mm-hmm. Yep, we get a hologram transmission. And Fiona, do you want to name off all the people that you could possibly get sure. a transmission from? Um, Admiral Akbar, mm-hmm. Princess Leia, Yoda, Poe Dameron, Maz Maz uh, Kanana Kanana Kanata, or BB Eight. Yep, and they all are like, "Hey, we we need that rebel spy." So yeah. get get on, Monga. So again, <laughs> if you were if you had just come from Jakku, you were likely going to see Maz Kanata, Poe, or BB-8. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Poe, and the, I don't. I've seen Poe po. po once. I feel like I've never still. Anyway, so then away we go. Our two punches in new coordinates that were given to us by whoever was giving it, whoever the transmission was from, and then we take off again into hyperspace, and we'll go. Ah! And then we end up at Destination 2. Now, Destination 2 also has four variations. Um, uh, Amy, what's the first one? I'm going to do the Battle of Naboo, even though it's not the first one in our notes, yeah, just because it's the one I know the best. Because yeah. I, for some, for some <laughs> reason, always get always stuck in Naboo. But um, there's... They're under attack by the last trade federation. And so there's all these Naboo fighters out in the atmosphere and you're kind of entering this fight with them. But then we get shot down and crash. And I crashed. We crash land into the um, ocean. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, there's a whole city underneath (sighs) there. Full of gungers. What? Full of gungers. Gungans, not gunger. <laughs> For all of you uh, Christian music fans <laughs> from 10 years ago, you'd appreciate that uh, that little misstep. And uh, if you have watched the 
prequels, this is kind of a moment of celebration when you get to sideswipe Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so the Gungans say, hey, follow this little bongo through the, and it, it'll take you down to the planet's core. Um, but a big monster comes out of the ocean and attacks the ship that mm-hmm. is guiding you. And they're like, hey, we're out of here. You're, You're on, on your, your own. own, suckers. And so then that thing at- attacks us. The clawfish comes out. Yeah. Clawfish, and it puts its big old mouth and nasty tongue all over the windshield. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, all hope is gone. But then, then R2-D2, bing, 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 comes to rescue again and electrocutes the fish. I feel like this is a SpongeBob SquarePants moment to where you see the saliva <laughs> of the fish on the the windshield, even though you're underwater, and it would probably likely be washed away. <laughs> right, this yeah. is very uh, yes. SpongeBob physics. Yes. Yeah. So we get away from that big... Really slimy. Slimy. Oh, that's true. It could be slime. Um, And we shoot back up out of the water and we like skip boop 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 along the water surface and they're like hey there's a hanger and so we pull into that now this one actually has two endings ending sequences there's one where you come into the hangar and you can't there's like where's the brakes where's the brakes and boom smash into one of those um are they fighters yeah they're naboo fighters in in b1s or something in ones in ones in one Naboo Starfighter. Yep. You crash into that, and the nose of it comes through the windshield with one of the little droids on it. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody will scream their heads off, yeah, because it really does look like it's it coming does. It's at pretty you. Pretty disturbing because it's a pointy nose. Yeah. Um, and then the maintenance droid like falls off into into the cockpit. Yeah. And then the other one is you do the same thing, run all the way up into it. And then the nose falls off of the, um, fighter, the yeah. Naboo star fighter. Yep. So, and do you know what he does right before out of anger? No, because you hit the nose, the nose falls off. And then the maintenance droid takes the yellow paint he's using and, and throws, throws it, it on the windshield. Yes, that's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. I wonder if that's a variation of that variation. It might be. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that does happen. So they send you to Naboo enough. This is why I know it so well. They send you there enough that they actually had to create (laughs) alternate endings for it. (laughs) (laughs) You felt like you were And there's the other guy that has those like... That's on Coruscant. uh, Yeah. Okay, so speaking of Coruscant, uh, you uh, make the jump. Uh, the, the second possibility is that you find yourself arriving in the upper atmosphere uh, during the Battle of Coruscant, uh, where the last forces of the um, the uh, the forces of the oh, why is it escaping me now? Why? I don't know, mm. and I don't know how to help you. Me neither. It's the the clone army and the. I can only think of the resistance, but it's the Federation. Uh, anyway, so they're fighting. Please tweet at me angrily if I got that wrong. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so stuff happens to where you're flying along, and then you see um, you have buzz droids attached to the front, and they start kind of like 
look like dismantling dismantling and even maybe even cutting into the windshield and then r2 gets him off using electric shock again and then but guess what it's caused severe damage to the uh, stabilizers on our on our star speeder 1000 so now we just start plummeting down into the planet's atmosphere uh and then we find ourselves going straight into the bustling sky traffic of the coruscant uh traffic and you know we're avoiding these different cars and then we make this left hand turn into a tunnel and c3po says hey are you sure this is the right way and r2d2 chirps something back something affirmative and then you suddenly see tons of traffic coming at you and again you're more you're avoiding all of that traffic and he says we're not going they're not going the wrong way we are Anyway, so then we finally come around and then we see a landing platform. We land on the platform and that's where there's kind of a little traffic controller droid. We come in a little too hot and bump into him and he kind of like is stunned and falls down. Angry. And we go down underneath the platform to where we see. When he does that, he says, uh, but it's like robotic. Yeah. Right. Uh, And I think he says halt, doesn't he? Like after he's been stunned. Yeah. (laughs) Like after we're stopped. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a definitely a fun one. Um, I'll tell you if you're on there with Liam, <laughs> uh, this thing is uh, gets a little crazy because his core strength isn't all there. So when you're when you're going straight down into the atmosphere like that, the uh, the car really leans forward and it does feel like you're going straight down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grabbing Liam with my left arm, which just, he loves, which he loves, no, but he, he does not. No, he love does it. not. I'm being very sarcastic. Um, um, okay, then, uh, Amy, do you want to talk about Geonosis, or do you want to split this up, or what? we got to get through these. Yeah. First, I'll, we're almost done here. I'll, I'll talk about Geonosis. Okay. So, you come out of light speed, and you're in this asteroid field that's kind of like an asteroid belt around a planet, mm-hmm. Geonosis. And um, Boba Fett shows up in his, in his ship. Slave One? Slave One. And we can tell who this is the biggest Star Wars nerd in this family. <laughs> um, but he comes and he's like, hey, you guys, I'm going to shoot you out of the sky. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they, so, c- they couldn't get uh, the, <laughs> the guy who did the voice originally. So they got Frank Oz to do Cookie Monster <laughs> while, he was, <laughs> while he was laying down the Yoda hey, tracks. you guys, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you out of the sky. <laughs> and so um, then this kind of air space fight ensues where you're shooting at him and he's shooting at you and you're also trying to get through these asteroids blasting them into pieces in front of you and you go through the fire and all this great stuff and at the very end he's like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you three I'm times i'm surprised he says you're not it. trying to use an australian accent that's <laughs> what he has because this <laughs> is how i you heard. <laughs> <laughs> so he so yep. he takes a what is it it's a oh golly oh, it's a sonic bomb it's a sonic bomb which is mm. awesome i yeah. thought the first time i saw it was awesome yeah that's he, right he tosses it at you and then boom your lasers you boop it back to him and it goes back and it goes everything goes silent and then it's just like such it doesn't a go great. It goes, <laughs> but it does go. And then Boba Fett hits himself in the head with a mallet. <laughs> um, and you end up well in this scene. You also see the first Death Star 
under construction. Yeah, that's right. In this um, this particular destination, and then boom, you're in light speed, and you end up where is this? Mon Calamari. No, 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 that's when you go to a Mon Calamari um, cruiser. So those are those oh, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, bubbly yeah, yeah, cruisers. Yeah, yeah. You just you, and you, you kind of you, load into one of the yeah. landing docks yep. there, and mm-hmm. then there's this whole team of people. There's like fighters, and there's people who are in the government, and they all are like. Oh, so when I talked about the Mon Calamarians in the this is Admiral Akbar's jam right here. Okay, but it's it's people of all different jobs, and they all somehow gather around it's the Rebel this Alliance, right? So so the, the Republic has crumbled. It's turned into the Empire. Uh, that's why we're seeing the first um, um, Death Star being built outside mm-hmm. of Genosis, and um, yeah, and then so that's how come you see like that ec- that eclectic kind of band of people. of people. That's that's and they're the, all, they like hold their helmet under their arm and give you the, an yeah. ovation as you lower down into yeah. the hangar. So mm. beginning right there, you're looking at the the very early rebellion. Mm-hmm. Fiona, where is the fourth and final possible place to go on this second? In crate. Ooh, Ooh. crate. Crate. You say crate, crate. like cream. <laughs> oh my were you, gosh. Were you thinking the same thing? <laughs> so I looked at her. Crate. I hate crate. you guys. I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> Just don't say crate. Or <laughs> <laughs> CR. Creamy crate. <laughs> Shut up. Ew. Okay, well, the Star Speeder 1000 arrives in Crete and gets chased by the First Order, TIE Fighters, and descends on into the planet's cave, Red Crystal Mines, escaping the mines from the First Order, TIE Fighters. Um, the, and you fly horizontally yeah. and vertically. You're all over the place. Like, and yeah. also, <laughs> as you're flying, the this red, like, the salt, the sand stuff gets on your... Um, well, once you get out to the surface again. Yeah. Yeah. That's get, where she's at. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought we were still down in the mines. Oh, I guess we weren't. Well, oh, now escaping the mines. Yeah, I already said that. Okay, cool. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, so it's all over your windshield. And so then there's like wipers. And then all of a sudden, TIE fighters are like right in your face. Nice. Yeah. Like the feet. Or not TIE fighters. Did I say TIE fighters? I meant ADATs. Oh, are right. Are they ADATs? Yes, they are. That's yeah. what those are called? Those are ADATs. The gorilla granola. ones, the granola ones, the granola ones. The granola ones. Their feet are a little. Hooked. Those are new ones, and I yeah, I like, don't yeah. know what they call them. Gorilla walkers. Yeah, yeah. they're still adats, but yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, they're not adats. No, adats are adats, but you're right. Those are gorilla walkers. Um, I don't know what they're. We're gonna call them gorilla walkers. As you're speeding through crate, Poe Dameron pops up on the little screen in the corner, and he's like, "Oh, you guys shouldn't be here." Yep, and we're like, "Well, we'll get out of here then." Yep, and so then, uh, oh, and also, man, I jumped a bit before, so Pope jumps on the screen before the sand, or the, while the sand is on, 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 <laughs> <laughs> on your windshield, mm-hmm. and then once you wipe it off and you see that uh, at its feet, then, um, uh, what's his face? General Hux. Oh, that's right, up. he's on there too. And he, then he, he's like. Amy, General Hux. I love me some general like, hugs. or whatever he says. Stators. <laughs> and then you light speed out of there to Batu and touches and it touches down safely. Now, a couple of things to follow up with. Uh, before we go, we circle back around and we actually take out one of those 
Adats. I don't think it's a gorilla walker. I think we take out an Adat. Do we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fun okay. stuff. Uh, which feels a little easy, uh, seeing mm-hmm. how they could only, in a snow speeder. Well, Luke showed us how. Well, it's, yeah, but we had to do it with the, the, the cable tow, or the tow cable, I mean. But, right. Luke showed us how. No, but we shoot a bolt at it, and it explodes. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, the other thing is, yes, we definitely go to Batu, but Batu is the Galaxy's planet home edge. of Black Spire Outpost. Yeah. <laughs> and that of course is galaxy's, galaxy's edge, edge. <laughs> um how exciting in oh my gosh um in fact the Freaking the week out. of this recording is the week before it opens in no disneyland way. disneyland oh. we have to wait until the end of the summer <laughs> uh, we are we have our reservations for the we for do? the hotel so we are we have proof that we are going to be there during so uh, we can start getting after our fast it opens passes. so we yeah, are boy. poised to get our reservations and our and our fast passes we just need to make that happen um but good golly man that is going to be so fun uh anyway so that's a really great ending so of course if you had if you're in the the sequel the, the latest sequel um uh, run of things on star tours um then you're going to find yourself uh, going to crate and then going to um Two. going to Batu, going to black spire outpost uh galaxy's edge uh and then when you land uh, no matter where you land c3po always says something that is you know thanks for writing kind of thing and then we hear the uh we we our friend comes back and she says what fiona well c3po thanks everyone first mm-hmm. and then she says, please remain seated until the captain has opened the exit doors. You may then unlatch your safety restraints by pressing the release button on your left. Make sure you have all your personal belongings as you exit. Thank you for flying Star Tours. Bye-bye. 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 A little throwback to, uh, to Saturday Night Live yep. sketch. And then that is how it's done. We get up and then we do hear the triumphant kind of um, ending credit. Right. Music. We it's do still a dance. the Star Wars theme. Because uh, and, and we're usually on the front Wars. row, so we right. do a dance. Right. While we, we wait for We the, moonwalk out of there. <laughs> we kind of do like uh, like the finger barrels on is the Is it disco Star Wars? Or is it just... No, it's not. No, it's just regular Star Wars. Yeah, it's that final... the Imperial, Not the the. No, that'd no, be fun though. That would be fun. By Mako, that is the disco Star Wars that you always I hear. Have that, on vinyl. that is that is that is by Miko or Mako. I don't know. Miko. Anyway, uh, that is that is Star Tours. The adventure continues. Hey guys, thanks for hanging with us for a few yeah, extra minutes. We crammed a lot into the top of this show, but we also crammed a lot of information into this um, yeah. this episode. So let me tell you what we're gonna do: a fun, fun, fun. I'm so looking forward to this companion episode because. Because we are going to hit the history of this thing. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what. If you're one of these people, these poor, poor people, that that <laughs> your childhood has been ruined by prequels or your childhood has been ruined by the recent uh, Last Jedi, um, let, let me tell you mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tune in because uh, just hang on to your asteroids because this <laughs> is this is a 
crazy story the way that they marketed the original star tours yes. if you if you know we tend to glamorize the 80s and star wars but um there was a lot of weird stuff that went on i i would say i would say and i'll just put this out there uh this this marketing the way they marketing they marketed and introduced star tours at disneyland in in the late 80s is second only to the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh boy! <laughs> There's some oh, weird stuff. Boy. Here's a little preview. Oh, C3PO raps the stage show. Yes, yes, oh, guys, guys. We may just open it up and just sit here and listen to That's it and give the commentary best thing ever. On it. it is. There's a crazy Leia Han yes. Solo Luke. So, Some weird contemporary dancing that's yeah. going on. It, anyone who thinks that Star Wars was perfect in the 80s, this is going to blow your mind <laughs> for sure. Uh, anyway, so that's about all we have time for. Uh, but uh, we do want to thank you for listening. I'm going to go ahead and do the social details this time. <gasps> okay. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Ride Through Pavilion. Uh, at Twitter, on Twitter, we can, just at Twitter. <laughs> Check that at Twitter account. <laughs> see, see what How'd happens. How'd you get that one? <laughs> uh, at Ride Through Pod. And then we are also on Facebook. So just look us up. I think we are also just slash Ride Through Pavilion. And if you have any magic moments, you can call 678-653-2020. And we're Bye. Bye. <laughs> I've been, this has been a great episode and i'm amy i've been one of your hosts the most awesome host i'm fiona and i'm jeremy and on behalf of liam we thank you and we will see you next time on ride through ride through